Well, welcome everyone to the uh, strangest Easter Sunday many of us have ever celebrated. You know, normally uh, this church, which we can probably pack 2,000 people in, has a, a skeleton crew of about 10, uh, making sure that we can stream this to those of you at home. It's interesting, I was thinking as the psalm was proclaimed, this is the day the Lord has made. I was thinking, really, he made this day? I mean, he made Easter, but he made it like this where everyone's at home. Uh, so many people are unable to uh, you know, come to church and, and celebrate the most important day of, of the church year. It's important that we remember that God is in this, that God has not abandoned us, that, uh, you know, God has not caused this, if you will, this pandemic. He allows it, no doubt, but he hasn't caused it. And he is with us in just as much strength and power as he ever has been. We look at this gospel. So uh, Mary of Magdala goes to the tomb where Jesus was. You know, there's, there's a rock that would would have been rolled in front of the tomb and it would have been sealed. So presumably she goes to the tomb like anybody who would go to the cemetery to, to visit a, a burial site. And she finds that the stone has been moved away and the Lord Jesus' body is gone. The, the first thought is somebody has stolen him. Somebody has stolen Jesus' body. And so she, she goes to the head of the apostles, Peter, and reports it and says, they took him. They took him. She's in a bit of a panic, right? She's got a a bit of anxiety. So John and and Peter run to the tomb to find out what happened. Now, John and Peter and Mary of Magdala also, but, but especially the apostles, saw Jesus do all kinds of amazing things. They saw him raise people from the dead, heal people, heal them of their blindness and their infirmity, right? They saw him um, multiply the loaves and the fishes. They knew that he could do amazing things. And he kept talking about, you know, the the stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. You know, he talked about rising and dying, but they didn't quite understand what all of that meant. But as they ran to the tomb, their hearts had to be burning in some way that he was doing something great again. He was doing something great again. And they get to the tomb and they look inside. The burial cloths are there. Jesus isn't. No sign. And we're told that they believed. They believed. They didn't understand, though, we're told. They didn't understand but they believed. The reason they believed is because of their experience that they had with Jesus. The reason that they believed was because they knew Jesus personally. They had this intimate relationship with him and they trusted him. They trusted that whatever he was doing, he knew what he was doing. He intended it and that he was with them. 
Now, the, the first reading we have from, you know, we, we hear this uh, sort of uh, long uh, narrative from Peter in the Acts of the Apostles. And he, he's basically telling everybody the story, you know, telling the story about what has happened with this Jesus of Nazareth, how he went around all of the country proclaiming the good news and healing the people, and that they saw him be put to death, and that he rose from the dead, and they experienced him after his resurrection. He came to them. He visited them. They ate with him, and then they eventually saw him ascend into heaven. But they testify to the truth that they experienced. One of the, uh, you know, sort of debates about Jesus, just from a historical context, not a, not a faith-based context, a historical context is that, okay, fine, there was a Jesus of Nazareth that lived and walked the earth, but all that resurrection stuff is nonsense. You know, historically, he was a figure, he was just sort of a great teacher, that kind of deal. Now, that position itself is incoherent, that he was just merely a great teacher because he didn't claim to be merely a great teacher. He claimed to be Lord and God and Savior. And the men and women who experienced him after his resurrection immediately experienced him. Many of them died because of that, because of their profession of faith, because they believed in who they experienced, the resurrected Jesus, and they were willing to die for it. Either they were crazy or they really experienced Jesus. They knew him and they were willing to sacrifice everything for him. Now, here we are, you know, as Catholics, we're not able to have that immediate experience of Jesus in the Eucharist, which you know, is a great difficulty for so many at this time. And of course, the sacraments are given to us so that we may know God's grace, so that we may have God's grace, that that grace may dwell within us. But that's not the only way to receive God's grace, and it's not the only way to experience Jesus. How many of us, through our, our private prayer, have had an experience of God? How many of us, through another person, have had an experience of God? How many of us have had a miraculous experience? You know, a, an experience that cannot be explained except because of God's initiative. We believe because of this experience. That's why anybody would believe. You know, the Lord... Uh, asked us to be like children in faith, not to be childish, to be childlike. The reason children trust their parents is because they, they know that their parents give them good things. Their parents protect them. They have this experience of their parents, which draws them to trust. And what the Lord asks us to do is to trust him. We've had this experience, many experiences of Jesus. And he's asking us to trust him. Our faith is something that we make a conscious act toward every single day. 
do we believe? And like the apostles, maybe we don't understand everything. We don't need to. Faith doesn't need to understand. Faith needs to trust the one who is speaking. And if we trust Jesus, then the explanations and and the questions about why, and it's not that they aren't important and can't be pursued. We don't have to be anti-intellectual. But they're actually not nearly as necessary as we think they are. The Lord desires we trust him, that all that he has said and taught is true. It's been revealed to us as true. And on this day, maybe above all days, is the day that we come together, even though we're apart, but we come together as a living body of Christ to profess our faith in Jesus Christ, who has died for us and risen from the grave.